Watch who? And welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yep, watching for the very first time. Very first time. And welcome back, everybody. Now, we've been quite busy, haven't we? We've both been working a lot, mm. long hours, like really, really long hours. Yeah, we're really Super busy. busy. So I thought maybe we can have a bit of a rest. Mike Yates has given me these keys to this retreat that he's been going to. <laughs> It's a really nice house in the country, so I thought maybe we'd have a bit of a break. So I've got the recording stuff, and the best place to record is down in the basement. So are you right just to get the door while we head through? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> just go down into the basement here. I like even in our um, calming retreat, Mark's brought everything for us to record. Just saying. Well, yeah, so it's nice. Well, it's a perfect place, isn't it? It's nice and quiet. So are you right just to head down there? And um, Oh, it's, there's a few cobwebs around, isn't there? <laughs> Yes, there are. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, Sarah, get off that mandala! Ah! <laughs> oh my god, I've been waiting this whole time, these years and years, to be able to say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, get off that mandala! I can't! <laughs> oh, I can't! She says something like that. I should have paid more attention. Anyway, there we go. That is the intro. That is the epic intro for today's Planet <laughs> of the Spiders. I never know what's coming. Well, and it's a very interesting story this it time. It is. I'll be honest. So I'm just getting comfy. Um, it's a grower for me. Right. It's This one's really interesting because I didn't know this one very well. I didn't have this on video. For some reason, it was really rare on video. It was really difficult to get hold of. So never had it on video. I only watched it maybe once or twice on DVD before, but I had the book when I was really young. Oh. And I remember reading the first two chapters. So this is probably the only story where I read the book first. That's interesting. And then watched it. Yeah, so how I imagined it with like Tommy and the retreat and all of that stuff was slightly different to what I what we what we get on TV. So we watched episode one and two together. We'll start saying with that though. Oh yes. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then we've finished um, separately. So episode one, a lot happening. We've got Mike Yates back. With longer hair, he needs a haircut. He's been at the retreat for too long. So hair watch again, yeah. His hair is very distracting. That is the first point. <laughs> you <laughs> were really distracted. I was just like, he needs a haircut. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I just don't like it. It just doesn't look very good. I don't know what it is, but um, it's. I like the continuity the the arc of mike yates again going from the green death to the dinosaurs to this i think he's like that's probably one of the strongest elements of this whole season has been the story arc that they've given these sort of side characters like yates and there's lots of separate things going on so you've got mike at the retreat looking at the people doing lots of chanting way too much chanting for my liking oh you hate chanting not a fan of the chanting and then the doctor and brigadier at this variety show because you looked at me and was like what's going on <laughs> it was a really odd start to an episode even now i don't understand why they wanted to get that psychic guy the doctor was just doing some experiments generally on like mind control and and humans and stuff just you know there's nothing else going on there's no invasions happening 
why not get on with some scientific research? And he'd heard about this guy and wanted to get him in because he, he was like, okay, this guy's genuine. I think that's what it is. But that's what my experiments are all about, Mr. Clegg. Right. I Like, for me, it didn't... Other than, like, it introduced the spiders, but, like, it was just because that blue stone arrived from Joe. You know, you even had to point that out to me. I was like, where did it come from? You're like, Joe. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, so Professor Clegg, actually, is... He was in Tomb of the Cybermen. He's that professor from Tomb of the Cybermen. It's the same actor. Um, who, who was Professor Clegg? The psychic guy. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, so I feel was like... someone else on unit I missed? So when we watch this stuff, I do usually want to say, oh, that actor's in this story or that actor's in... And I do feel like you're not that bothered about it. So I'm more saying that for the listeners <laughs> than for you a lot of the time. I sometimes go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know you, you're like, I don't care. <laughs> well, I spend longer trying to remember them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, right. who? And then you have to really explain it. I'm like, oh, yeah. And sometimes I just say, oh, yeah, because I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you've, then you have Sarah off being a journalist again. She's a journalist, ladies and gentlemen. So, again, like, she's not that companion role still. That's what I really like. Mike has got in touch with her. Like, the Doctor, like, all that stuff with the Doctor and Uni, you don't even miss that he hasn't got anyone with him or, like, a Liz or whatever helping. I like that they're completely separate for quite a lot of this first episode. It felt like she was her own character off on her own adventure. It felt very much like Joe's last episode actually and joe was very independent and hooking up with cliff or whatever but like that felt very which was that felt a little bit like this as well that she's like part of the team unit know all those people know that we know and they're happy to have their own adventures with her and you know not involve the doctor and the brig and stuff so yeah well it's interesting because she's not a unit uh, officer, she's not a unit employee, is she? She's a journalist for a magazine. Yeah, she's. But but I feel like she can walk in and out of Unit HQ whenever she wants. Yeah, she's obviously got the pass. They talk about the pass a lot, don't they? If you got your pass, if you got your pass, she's got her pass. And I love all the filming location with her and Mike in the car and the bit with the tractor. I mean, you laughed at that, but I thought that was quite good. I mean, I laughed because it was funny. It was it was the drama before it. It was a uh, ah. <laughs> on <of> screen <laughs> and then it happened like a couple of seconds later i don't know it made me laugh and then we meet the oh well we meet the monk oh and what's he who is he he's not a monk he's a buddhist monk isn't he yeah he's a buddhist monk um and i was worried you were going to get like vibes of abominable snowman you know pam i did a little bit to me i said that to you i'd say reminded me of that Being but he, he's, he's no pad luckily we don't get any pad action no pads it's, it's not like that no pads no. in the story. And then there's there's a lot of characters, isn't there? Then after all the Professor Clegg stuff, there's Tommy and and all of and Lupton, who is the baddie. So it's all crammed in there. But I I love the setup of this. I do not like Lupton. I'm just going to state that now. From this first episode, I was like, this guy's the baddie, and like that sounds really mean. But I I don't know why he just annoyed me. He's a good villain. Like he looks like is it. I don't, do you know what? I, I think it's just because it was just a load of old middle-class white men in a house chanting, and I could have picked any of them to have been that. There was nothing distinctive about him, you know. Sometimes it's really clear, and it just so happened that 
suddenly the spider appears. She's like, you've got similar thoughts as mate, and jumps on him. And that could have been any of those men. Yeah, that's true. They are all a bit bland, all of those chanters. It's not like running up to it, there was anything that distinguished him from the others. I think that's what it was. So I was just like, it's just this guy's now the baddie. I didn't believe him as... He was good as a baddie, but he was, I don't know. We've had better baddies. He's not going to be up for a Oscar for baddie, let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Hmm. I thought he might be. Anyway, (laughs) that's a different discussion. (laughs) But it's nice to see Benton there and the Brigadier. And you've got that. We're back to what we know for the third Doctor for this first episode. And then, well, and it's nice to have that uh, continuity with the crystal f- coming back from Joe and she's written them a letter from the Amazon I, li- I like all that yeah same a glimpse of a drashing drash hig oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah I as I say I've not really watched this one a lot so it felt quite new to me but I really enjoyed that and then you get and then you get the giant spider at the end because obviously it's called Planet of the Spiders. You're expecting spiders. Now, I expected giant spiders. Like the one we got at the end, I was expecting that. It's a quite a giant spider. That mandala is quite big. It's like a rug. So that is... No, a, a I, take that, I don't think it's... We've had this argument. I don't think it's as big as a rug. It's not even a small rug. I would say that was probably like 60 by 40. Oh, it's enough for you to stand on it. I don't know. In my, I mean, maybe when Sarah said that, I should have taken more attention to the size. We'd already had that argument, though. As spiders go, it's bigger than usual, at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> how, how are you with spiders? I am hit and miss. I don't mind if they've got a little body and long legs. I can deal with that. It's when it's got a big body. So it's all about the body to leg ratio for me. Right, because it's like it's sort of like the giant maggots again, really. But I think spiders is a better idea because people really do either love them or hate them, not like spiders. Do you like spiders? I, need to, I think they're all right. I'm not. I, I, for me, it's the speed of which they scuttle. I think <laughs> that's what I don't like. If it's a fast moving one, not like these ones, yeah then I don't like it because you don't know where it's going to go, you know? I'm one of those people that's usually tasked with getting the spider out of the room. Actually, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I'm that as well a lot of the time. Mm. Do you know what I got really good at in the summer? Do you know how when you catch a spider, you put it under a glass cup? Yeah. I got really good at doing that with wasps. <laughs> so wasps would be flying around. I'd have like a plastic cup and I'd like swoop in the air and bring it down. <laughs> put some paper and didn't even take the wasp out i got really good at that (laughs) it's definitely a skill it's really a skill because it's moving can i tell you a spider story yeah story time everyone i was doing a level theater and we were doing our performances uh, and they were being assessed uh, and it was a different school performing arts school and had a um, theater teacher called uh miss morris uh, and she was new that year shout out to miss morris Um, there was the older, so I was year like 12, and the year 13s did a play. And in their play, there was like a prop, a plastic, you know, you get your plastic joke spider, you know, not massive, just a little little plastic one that was used in the play. They did their play and the, um, like the A-level assessor was there that night and all the parents and everyone, you know, it was a, a evening thing. Um, and we got through it. I've got, oh, I mean, that's a whole other story, my A-level theatre. We won't go into that just yet, but it was, that was tra- traumatic. Oh my God. 
uh, got through all of that. Um, and I think we were, it was quite late and we were just um, out in like the, the foyer bit and Miss Morris and the invigilator, uh, this man in a suit, you know, from wherever, you know, the education, whatever, they had to go off and just discuss the marks and things. And, you know, we were just hanging around outside. She had to meet him. And there were sort of some parents hanging around and stuff. Um, and for some reason, I ended up with this plastic spider and I had it in my hand and I, was, I remember we were all just sitting on the floor sort of waiting to go home and Miss Morris and the invigilator came out of the office and she said to me, oh, what have you got there? And I just opened my hand with the spider in it, bearing in mind that she had, you know, she had seen this play with the spider in it before and stuff and she, oh, she thought it was real and she screamed. She went, ah, she f- like completely freaked out, ran out into the dark, into the car park Oh my god! And all the all the parents were looking at her. the GC, uh, the A level guy was looking at her. She just completely went mad. I was trying to say I didn't even have a chance to say it's not real. She just looked at it and screamed and ran. Like oh, it was so embarrassed. And then she came back. And she was so embarrassed, and I fe- I felt so bad. Like, but I didn't I, I didn't I didn't do it on purpose. I literally just had it in my hand, and she saw it and just freaked out. So she must have been really, really scared of spiders. Oh my god! Like so bad. Like, and then I remember the next day at school, I was in the school library, and she came up to me. And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so." She was like apologizing to me and stuff, and I, I was apologizing <laughs> to her. I'm like, "I'm so sorry." I just and everyone was talking about it, and it must have been so embarrassing for her in front of like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Professionals and stuff, but she completely... And I don't know if this is linked, but she handed in a notice a week later. Oh, my God. (laughs) So... (laughs) Which made me feel even worse. I don't know. She was just really weird with me after that. Um, And then she left. Never saw her again. That's so odd. I just can see her right now in this car park going, no, no. Like she was proper lost it. And it's weird, you know, like a teacher, your teacher just completely flipping out. But she must have really hated spiders. So every time I've like with a spider, I always think of Miss Morris. I'm so sorry, Miss Morris. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I can't believe you dropped a woman out of the school. Well, I don't know. We went through, there was a different teacher nearly every term. There was, they couldn't hold on to a drama teacher at my school. So I don't know, but she, yeah, poor Miss Morris. And the poor Miss Morris. So she wouldn't like watching this. Like, I don't know how she would have reacted to watching this. I mean, <laughs> um, also, also, Giant Spider, I have my DVD signed by Maureen Morris, the voice. She's actually the voice, I think, of the Giant Spider at the end. Right. Um, I don't know. I, she just happened to be at an event and I got it signed. I mean, you wouldn't recognise her walking down the street. I can't, did you like take that to hand? I don't understand how that happened. Oh, no. Well, I saw her there and I took it just in case, but I wasn't that bothered about seeing her. There was just nobody else seeing her at the time. She was just sitting there at a table and I just thought I'd say hi to the giant spider. Yeah, fair. Fair. I like that the giant spider's female. Or at least has a female voice. All women. <laughs> Well, it's the queen, isn't it? She yeah, is the but they're queen. all queens, aren't they? They're all women. I love that. Oh, yeah. Never thought of that. Yeah. Of course you haven't, your man. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting worse and worse, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I don't even developed. know. I find it hilarious. <laughs> I think it started with Edith, and then it's just rolled on from there, maybe. I'm not Are we sure. making the queen spider woman of who? I'm confused. No, we're not. I'm saying she's not. She can't be. She's too evil. She's a spider as well. <laughs> okay, and then okay. Well, let's go into part two then, because part two is its own 
entity. Um, I, I feel. refuse to talk about part two. Oh, that come is on. 20, what, three, four minutes of my life that I will never have back. Okay, so basically it's wacky races is what we said. I cannot believe You've... it was the whole episode. That is time I will it never have went... back in my life. I'm in my 30s now, Mark. Time is precious. I will never have that time back. Well, you saw the Hoomobile fly. You saw Bessie going fast. You had the Doctor in it. I think it's an Omnicopter. I'd never go in an Omnicopter. That looks so dangerous. Yeah, that policeman. It was Wacky Races. You are completely right. It was Wacky Races. Oh, and Hovercraft. So many Hovercraft. Yeah. Like, what era is this that there are just Hovercrafts everywhere? I don't think... Yeah, I've... Trying to think the last time I saw one in real life. I maybe I've seen one once. I, I think, think that's it, even more than I've thing? seen. <laughs> oh man, I can't even talk about it. it. Let's just leave it as it was wacky races. And and then there was that man on the ground. I was like, ugh. I swear they did it because this doctor likes action and stuff. I was about to say, well, obviously it's his last series. It's like the greatest hits, isn't it? Yeah. So they gave him a whole episode where you're going to drive all these different things and you're going to do a big chase. And he probably was like, yeah, great. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, they say, yeah, they sort of said that. They were like, it's his last story. So we're going to give him, you know, all these things that he likes to do. But half the time it's a stuntman anyway. So it's not like he's actually doing it himself. it's an equal mix, actually. Like there was one point where we were like, that's a stuntman. And then you actually saw his face. We were like, no, it's not. So I think it was much more equal than, oh, but Stuntman. The Stuntman had the first Doctor's hairpiece on, for sure. <laughs> there was a, I swear there was a shot, wasn't there, on the hovercraft where it looks like they brought back William Hartnell to do the stunts. <laughs> it was really odd. Because it was like, because William Hartnell had like the quite far back head and this was the same and I was like, why have we got, why have we got the first Doctor? <laughs> oh my God, imagine if you had a first Doctor story where he's going around on a hovercraft. Imagine Dalek Invasion of Earth where he's down the Thames on a hovercraft. In that action sequence, that would have been amazing, yeah. Uh, William Hartnell was still around then. They could have got him in. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we know you can't remember your lines of, we're just going to stick you on this hovercraft, though. No, Mark. It was not the case. <laughs> Bless him. You, also, you said it was like a Chad and Janica where he's going around. I said it was Chad well. and Janica, yeah. They go around on different crafts trying to get to the next point. Ugh, yeah, I can't even talk about it. Let's just leave it at that. And this is where I agree, yeah, Lupton. We didn't like, I don't know why Lupton's hair made us really angry. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it did. I don't know in why. That story, I was like, it's the hair. It was just, I just didn't like him. But not in like a, I didn't like him, he's the baddie. I was like, I just don't like him. I just don't buy it. Well, the only other note I made for part two is Benton makes the coffee for the Doctor. Yeah, and they have that. Episode. That was great. They had that whole t- conversation about like, oh, Benton, you make great coffee. And he's like, well, actually. It's a... And I loved that. I lo- In fact, yeah, high pros for Benton. And I said to you that you are Benton. And I was like, well, you know, he did the fertility dance. I hope that he has 100 children. So I stick by that statement. But it's nice that you've there is time for that as well. In his in the last story, again, it's you've got though the characters that we've had this whole time get a little bit of you get add a bit of humour in there because there's a lot packed into this story. Uh, but yeah, part two is padding one hundred percent, the most padded episode ever. Can't talk about it. Move on, move on. Three. Okay, okay, okay. Part three. <laughs> I left because More we spi- watched one and two together, and I left. I was like, Mark, that's time I will never have back, and I left in a grump. Well, part it, part three wasn't as... I'd rather have part two, actually, I think, than part three. 
because there's more spiders and Lupton, and Lupton is wants to take over the world, basically. He was like a businessman or something, and now he's... He's gone off in retreat, and now he wants to take over the world. It's odd. And he, uh, and then you have Tommy going around. Tommy gets hold of the crystal. I have many questions about Tommy. Okay, let's talk about Tommy. I love Tommy. How did he end up there? Is it his house and they're taking advantage of him and using it as a, I like, where, how did Tommy come into this situation? Because he doesn't do any of the arming, he doesn't meditate. I got the impression that because there was a scene where he had an apron and he was cleaning, I had a that they've sort of taken him in and they've given him a bit of a job. He's sort of like a bit of a I odd see. job person that can live there. Uh, maybe the the monks have taken him in in that way. I thought he sort of worked there a bit. Like, yeah, he doesn't. He's not there. He's not on as a signed up retreater. No, no but he he sort of. Li- I would think he lives there. He's got his little bit under the stairs. And he sort of lives there as his... Very as, Harry Potter-esque, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, that's what I gathered. Because, oh, do you know what? I should have written down the monks' names. Um, Don't ask me. Canapo, Canapo, Calippo, Calippo, no, it's not Calippo, Canapo. The one that plays Lynx, the Santaro. Oh, yeah. He's he's the good one, the good one. Actually, they're both good. They're both they're good. good. They're, they're the same. same person. So they're both good. They're the same good. They're good. So he's good, and I think he would have helped Tommy and brought him in uh, and, and that way. Yeah, but it's a very interesting character. We haven't had a character in that way before, and I like the way that with everyone, like Sarah Jane, the scene between him and Sarah Jane, because he likes Sarah. Well, the closest was the prison one. But that was a reverse. Oh, what's his name? In Mind of Evil, yeah. What's his name? Oh, he was up for a Dosco, and I can't even remember his name. But he, um, um, he's the closest we've had to that sort of thing. Barnum. Yeah, I think. that rings a bell. But then, and then you have the Mandela and lots of chanting. Lots <laughs> of chanting. The story does shift on by part three because Sarah steps on the Mandela and uh, <laughs> goes to Metabilis three. It's a good shift between because by the time you get to part three, I know you've had all the chase and you've had all the unit stuff, but now we're moving on to the alien planets uh, that we've that we've known before. So and it all starts to tie up. Um, so what do you think of the Metabilis three people and the village and all of that stuff? Clothes watch, the men wear weird clothes. I'm, I'd be happy to be a woman there. Their clothes look much more comfortable and chilled. The guys look like, here's your trousers and you've grown, but you're still wearing the same trousers. They were like higher than an ankle grazer sort of trouser. Well, they haven't gone spacey with it. They've gone more tribe, ancient. I think it's to show that maybe they're not, like, spiders are the rulers and therefore they're not, like clever smart they've been so they can't they can't have them too space it could be like well these people the spiders are their rulers i i'm not i'm not a fan of the spiders being sort of carried around on their thrones yeah that was odd. looks a bit silly it looks a bit silly yeah it was a bit odd also i cannot work out so i'm jumping ahead a little here if the queen was good or bad oh bad she wanted to take over the universe but so, but then she spoke to Sarah Jane. Was that just all a ruse? Oh, you see. Mm, okay. And then, like, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So, well, well, part three ends with obviously the Doctor going over to Metabolus Three. Stunt Doctor has to have a bit of a fight. Um, none of none of the villagers, although they they take Sarah in and she has a bit of um, you've got like a bit of a dick one and a bit of a good one. The one that wants to fight and the one that wants to be a bit more cautious. 
uh, and the, the mother and the father and the the girl, but none of them. The sister, you mean? The girl. Well, the sister, the sister whatever. Oh, I don't. I don't. Well, I was just about to say that none of them made much of an impression. They weren't like your characters that we have sometimes, where we know them. I couldn't tell you any of their names. I they they don't do much. They serve their purpose, but they're but they're not in the story enough. For us to really care about them, I wasn't bothered about them at all. They were just village people to me. Um, yeah, I think it's actually I I did care a little bit, and I think they did help. But you're right; they're very vill- not the village people, but they're very village people. <laughs> yeah, well, they are. <laughs> yeah, like none of them are going to be like supporting characters that we remember and talk about. I don't think. No, although. Right, the mum's acting was really bad. Oh my god, I'm so glad you said that. It was terrible it was when she's so like, bad. "I won't let them take you. I won't let them take you." It, and then she gets like all her lines. Is she? I was like, "What?" And then later on, "No, my husband. I won't let them take you." And I was like, "What is this woman? How did she get this job? <laughs> like, this is so bad." I, you know, normally I might, might stick up, but no, I totally agree. She was awful. <laughs> Absolutely was so, terrible. And I thought because it was her first, I was like, oh, that's really weird. Because everyone else was so good. Like, so whenever someone's just average and poor, it really sticks out. And she goes, I was like, maybe it was just that one off. And they just never improved. It was really like, oh, but why is this happening? (laughs) My husband, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because when I saw that scene, I was looking at the husband thinking, oh my God, he must be thinking she's acting so bad how embarrassing for everyone around her (laughs) her act like if she didn't say anything it was quite good it was whenever she spoke i was like i can't it was so odd so odd no she's not listening and then the doc no i i haven't met her i won't get her to sign the dvd (laughs) i won't let her Um, i won't let you my husband no (laughs) You get stunt doctor, and he obviously has to have a bit of a fight, as always. Um, and then he gets zapped at the end of part three. So and he's a young if it's his fight doctor, what was second doctor? The second doctor wasn't a fighter. But what would you say he was? And then what's well, the first doctor? I'd say the first okay. doctor's grumpy doctor. There is a sort of fan shorthand for dis- uh, of how the doctors were described and how you know every magazine back then or book or whatever described them. And they always describe that the words that come up is crotchety for the first Doctor. Yeah. And they they call the second Doctor the Cosmic Hobo. Yeah. And then they call the third Doctor, I think, a dandy. So the second Doctor was seen as a, a silly sort of clown-like Doctor. See, I would put him as the clever one. He was, all, like, creative clever. Yeah, but then the third Doctor is the action yeah, without a doubt. He like the third doctor is the fighter. The gadgets and the fights. Yeah. But this doctor's been fairly consistent. I mean, the amount of times he's done is is karate on people. Almost to the point where you see that fight in the village and you're like, these are exactly the same moves that he did with the badger guy, Monster of Peloton. They run up to him, he sort of twists their arm, they could do a flip. Uh it's the same moves, it's just in a different place. It's the same stuff. Then moving into part four, 
this is where Tommy looks into the crystal, doesn't he? I think. Yeah. And the doctor's out of it a lot. For some reason, he's really ill. I didn't. I was like, oh, of course. I don't know why. I think they have to like show that this body is done. If it's just he's died quite a few times recently and then been fine, so I feel like they have to show that like this is really a lot for him. It's too much, and that's why at the end he regenerates. No, but he says he's ill, and then he says to Sarah, oh, I need this machine from the TARDIS, and then he gets this machine that you've never even seen before or I don't know what it does, and then suddenly he's all right. It's Again, it's like a Terry Nation, just making it up as you go along. Yeah, that was a weird one. I thought that that actually... Because I, I said to you, it's interesting, I said to you the last episode, and I thought, I wonder whether like he'd regenerate and that would be part of, like, in the middle of the story, and that would be part of this story. Well, I suppose people at the time would know. Did you, hang on, did you know this was his last story? No, but I had a feeling, just the way that it was happening. I know we're near the end of a season. I never know when we're coming to the end of a season, but I felt that this was towards the end of the season now, because we've had quite a few sixes. I don't know. It just kind of felt that way. Like you said, there was a lot of like, not wrapping up, but there was a lot of those like the moments with Benton. It, it felt that sort of way. Well, you have Sarah cobwebbed up and there's a lot of scenes yeah. where I thought that was a bit silly, actually. But I suppose if you've got giant spiders, you've got to have some cobwebs around and some spider like. I don't like, and I think they say this on the commentary as well, where you've got the spiders just on these shelves and it's brightly lit. And there's not really many cobwebs around. It, it's for a spider's lair or a spider's Let's keep home. it clean. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. But then I didn't like. They just lined up. They're just a load of props lined up, shaking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Not the best. Not the best. Yeah, um, it felt very shiny and clean. And then we do cut back to stuff going on Earth. Okay, this is where I put a fish pie in the oven and I look back and Mike Yates was tied up. I don't know when he got tied up. <laughs> I missed that bit. <laughs> Hang on. Gosh, I have to think myself now. We're back on Earth. Did Lupton get... No, who, who Lupton's friends get him and tie him up? Because Mike's sort of written out for a little bit and doesn't come back till, till later. Remember, but he was you tied know. up. I can't remember. There's a couple of things that I missed. So he's tied up. We find out that the spiders are mutated from Earth, so you've got history there. So it's not like they're alien spiders. I like that. Again, like the maggots, they were mutated by accident. Well, actually, in part five, I was taking the fish pie out of the oven, so I completely missed Sarah Jane escaping, and I thought she'd been taken over, but she has a conversation with a spider, doesn't she? Yeah, so, no, she they come in, cut her out, and take her. So she doesn't escape. They take her to the Queen, this is what I meant. And then the Queen had this whole conversation of like, no, I want people to be peaceful. I don't agree with the council. They're trying to overthrow. This is where I got confused. And I was like, is this genuine? And it was enough that it felt genuine. I saw Sarah talking to the spider. But then all I saw was her going, come on, Doctor, see, uh, see you later, villagers. Right, let's go. And I thought, that's a bit quick. Has she been taken over? That's not her character. So she, they'd made a deal that if she... She got the blue crystal back and it made sense what she was saying, which is why I was just really confused. She said, like, it would be terrible destruction. I think they think I'm going to see the great one. I'm not. I want you to go. I'm going to send you and the doctor back to Earth. I want you to get the blue crystal and it's got to come back and be destroyed because if they have it, it will destroy the universe. And I want us to unite. I don't want this war. And she was like, why have you been keeping them prisoners? And so she was like, because the council... 
like I have to do it. I'm in charge. I have to play this part, but I want to try and unite people. And so to that point, I was like, I kind of believe this. So then when Sarah was like, come on, let's go. It was like, because she'd had that conversation with the Queen and was like, I've got to get us back. But I don't, she was like all agreed to it. I don't know at what point she took her over. I was really confused by it. But then, because then later on, it's on her back and she's been taken over. So I was really confused. Yeah, I got and confused about that. I What confused me is, was that all just a ruse at the beginning? And actually, did she just want to try and take over? I'm going to say that she did want to take over. Listeners, Mark was putting a pie in the oven and can't explain it to me. So someone can write <laughs> no, that. Sorry. I've not watched it enough times to know. We meet the abbot at the end of part five. And this is where things get really more interesting. This is where I thought you would be more interested. I definitely was. Once they were trying to like piece everything together, I was like, this is good. So this abbot is the doctor's teacher from... And I think he mentions him in The Time Monster where he does that talk about when he was a young boy on the mountain or whatever. Okay. And the abbot is a time lord. Did you think it was a time lord? No. That was a really cool surprise. Did you notice? So end of part five, you've got the guys, Lupton's guys, oh, and Lupton now, fighting Tommy outside. And then with the recap in part six, it's a little bit different. It's, it's a, One, it's a massive recap. And two, they've added a scene in with Sarah and the spider being evil and stuff. It's all sort of edited differently. Yeah, I thought that, that was really, really clever. Because when I started, I was like, why have we recapped so far back? And you, the recap actually was only about 30 seconds, maybe. And then they added in all that stuff. And I was like, that's really clever. I really liked that. And then we get Mike back. The monk is a ref- uh, has been this sort of version of the abbot all along. Uh, I don't know where the abbot like. I don't know where the abbot popped up. Has he always been living there? I don't know. Have we just not seen him <laughs> until episode five? I don't really know. Well, then you have the doctor. He has to go back and face his fear with the queen spider. So we sort of skipped over that, didn't we? Because he visits her in the cave, and we get a proper giant spider, and he's scared of her. And you have that, and you have that flashback. I don't think we've we don't really have many flashbacks, do we? Where the doctor goes back, you've got to face your fear. You've got to go back. I liked all that. Also, I really liked. Um... This is really jumping back, but just on a flashback thing. Uh, Tommy, when he was remembering good people, Sarah's saying something to him was like a gif. I think that might have been the first gif ever. Yeah, the the, the clip over and over again. She's just saying something over and over and over. I was like, it's a gif. Obviously, the doctor goes back. He's going to get all this radiation, and that's what ultimately finishes him off. I don't think the giant spiders are worthy of like a final doctor story. So the idea was originally that it would be the master, it would be a doctor-master sort of face-off, and that's how it would finish. But obviously with uh, the actor being killed the previous year, they were planning that and they did start work on this final story and, you know, they'd have the showdown and that would really be the worthy opponent for this doctor. I don't think a model spider just screaming a bit and then blowing up and him getting radiation is... It wasn't the heroic ending that I thought. No, but it's a shame that it wasn't built up more as to the significance of what... Like, those scenes were really well, but like I think it didn't have the grandeur that you wanted. But it was interesting. I like that he knew himself, I have to go and sacrifice. Well, that, that chat with the abbot sort of sets it up, doesn't it? Yeah, really like, well. I really liked all that. I just think there wasn't enough grandeur of, like, the sense of threat wasn't there. 
I knew you knew it was going to be a big deal. You knew that like this thing, this one giant spider was going to take over. And but yeah, I agree with you. But you know, if that had been something like I don't know, not the Daleks because we know that's their thing, but like something that their whole story built to this that you really feel that threat of like this would be I mean we've had baddies before where you have that threat of like if they take over that is the end that's that's a, such a clear mission and I don't think that was outlined very well here no I think that's what it is I mean you with all the you know we've had you know chase with Lupton and he was the baddie and even some of the the smaller spiders and the villagers and everyone everything's just pushed aside for that last episode it feels like all of that stuff that's come before is a bit pointless all he's got to do is take this crystal back or to to the spider and it's only the abbot tells him to that he knows what to do there's, there hasn't been any really any other clues it's been interesting journey but actually but it hasn't actually been i disagree actually i think what was interesting was he knew that all along when he was first in there they said that fear thing the abbot was like you know you just don't want to face it and that the facing it was you will in essence die so i think it's not like the abbot told him i think he knew it and didn't want to was hope thinking there'd be another way or something he's seeking that guidance and he's like but you know you know what the answer here is it's very much like um marvel endgame just you've not watched the marvels i know but like there's like one thing that will save the universe um there's only one out of the millions of billions of opportunity things there's one and tells Iron Man that and then he does what he does you'll watch it one day Mark okay so this is the third Doctor's Marvel Endgame yeah it is it really is but Endgame did it much better on a higher budget but there we go <laughs> and they well they set up the um the regeneration when the Abbot regenerates so at least you know, Sarah knows about regeneration now before it happens it's not such a surprise for everybody the Brig I love the Brig is there Every line that the Brig delivered in that scene was epic. Like, he's just so, like, he explains that nothing thing, and he's like, and that makes complete sense. <laughs> he's just so, like, I loved it. I was so glad he was there. And I'm really glad that we've had a regeneration, because we've not had one, really. As in... Well, the last one third wasn't, wasn't, wasn't really. So it's, we've not had one since first to second. So I was really excited to see that happen i was like are they just gonna like spiff it off of their spiff it off i don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> spiff it off and then um like they did we'll just start the new series with a new doctor and i was like oh, i really hope we don't i want to like end it and be like seeing what's gonna happen well so the doctor has gone off he visited the spider again the villagers you never see it. they're apparently they're free there's no really conclusion for them you don't even see i think mike gets knocked out and gets up you don't really see him again you don't see any of the other guys lupton or anything it just goes straight back three weeks the doctor's been missing and sarah's just hanging around and then the doctor turns up did you find it an emotional scene where he <laughs> comes back and <laughs> i had to face my my fear sarah i had to face my fear that was it's more important than just going on living. Please, don't die. I don't know. Maybe it's because we've just had a few of these now where Sarah's really upset 
and it looks like he's dying and then he's fine. Like, so we've had like a lot of that. Yeah, maybe that was just a bit annoying. I'd have preferred more like her just worried rather than upset, just like, or sad as in, I wish he'd come back rather than a, I'm just sad. I don't know. I found that a bit of a wet character trait in her. Oh, well, you've got all the um, sort of Buddhist influences throughout this whole story, haven't you? The sort of reincarnation and stuff. So you have, um, what's his name, Abbott, or whoever he is, turns up uh, to sort of help things along a little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a different way of doing things. Uh, and you love the Brigadier's line, here we go again. Oh, my gosh, I love that. What a line to finish on. I loved it. That is like the line of the season for me. As regenerations go... Well, we've only had three now, so <laughs> um, it's quite an emotional one. It's quite a good scene. And I think it's the Sarah and the Brigadier sell that really well. Because the thing is, the Brigadier has been, he's not, but he's been through this before. He's known the Doctor with a different face. So that, it was a really nice connection to like, I get that. Because normally the Brigadier is the one that's like, what? And everyone speaks when, but he's like, no, I understand this. I've seen this happen before sort of thing. Well, I think he's there because then they don't want to have to go through exactly what happened in the first one to be like, who are you? You're an imposter, all that stuff. They want to cut that out. So that's why he's handily there. And I, I liked it. I liked the Brigadier being there. I think it. he's like the sort of the constant. Also for that doctor. I mean, his first story is with the Brigadier. And his whole time on... Earth pretty much has involved I'd say 80%, 85% has involved with the Brigadier. So, you know, it's only in the it, for a whole season it was just like he was the third companion in a way. So he feels just as much part of that whole doctor's story. I think it was just nice that he was there. I liked that. Yeah, I this story it would have been nice if there was a mention of Liz and then that that would have tied been a nice sort of ending. If they just Got on the phone to Liz and been like, help me with this uh, mind control stuff, you know. Or we got this crystal, Liz, do you want to do a test on it? That would have been nice. Um, but no, uh, for me, it was just a bit of a... I think I think the finale, if you're calling it a finale, was just a little bit flat. It just wasn't dramatic enough. I think there needed to be... Oh, I know all the, all the mountain blows up and everything at the end, but... Um, you could have seen him sort of running, trying to get out, and everything blows up, and he or he loses a crystal. Um, but you sort of see him standing there, don't you? And then everything blows up, and then he's gone. And you, mm, I don't know, I don't know. It's um, you could have had a bit more action for the, for this doctor because I think he deserved. I mean, I know he he had wacky races instead, but he could have had a bit of a sort of Indiana Jones type action at the end of this. Yeah, I think. I just, I just don't think the the drama of spiders taking over was enough. That's all. And, the, and because the spiders weren't that effective, actually, some of the crawling was okay, you know, green screen or whatever. But but they were just props. You know, there's no nothing with a mouth to talk, so you get a bit bored. You just hear a voice and a prop. And all the voices kind of sound the same. But at some points, you just saw different shots of spiders, and I was like, they could be showing any spider right now. I wouldn't know who's talking. And when they when they all like uh, it all blows up, they just turn the props upside down. Like, oh, we don't, you know, it's um, even actually. Do you know what? If it had been maggots in this one, and you saw their mouths and they talk, giant maggots. No, get over the maggots, Mark. Get over it. 
if they'd swapped these stories, so Green Death was spiders and this was Planet of the Maggots. Oh, no, that doesn't sound right. No, but... well, get over the maggots. Get over them. Okay. They're not as amazing as you seem to think and make out. But I also, I do like how it's ties with, he's always been talking about Metabilis 3 and finally we get to see it. And that's his that's his end story. So this was not... so many great ties into it. It was really good. I, yeah. Like you say, we had Yates and all of his stories wrapping up. And yeah, there's a lot of great ties to this. Something from last season coming back this season. Yeah, it's what we needed. And Sarah's great in this as well. She's been she's great throughout this. Well, it's the end of end of the third doctor. We see a new face. Do you know which one it is? No. <laughs> Should I? Uh well, it that was Tom Baker at the end. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I know Tom Baker was a doctor, so yes. So, it's Tom Baker now. Right. He was a doctor for a while as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he better be good then, otherwise it's going to be a long few seasons. <laughs> yeah, I hope you like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else, really. It's an okay one. I don't think this is up there. I mean, obviously, it's a regeneration story, but I don't think it's up there in fan favourites. I think because because of the long chase sequence, because the spiders aren't great, all the things we've said, really. I'm, I was really expecting more from this season because you said this was some of your favourite stories. I think overall, it's a good bunch. No, I think, I think generally. season 10 was better than this. I think this was just a lot of like, not good, not bad. I much preferred season 10. And this was a grower. By like the last two episodes of this, I was really into this story. It took that long to get there. By the last two, I was like, this is great. All these things, like, I'm enjoying meeting these new characters as well. This is working. But it took that long to get there. But those two episodes at the end made up for Wacky Races. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have taken out some Wacky Races and had a bit more character stuff. Because even, you know, like Tommy, he doesn't actually do that much in the end. But Tommy's a great character. He's a great character, but what does he do? He gets... Uh, he because he's, because we see him from the start and we just see this 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 simple man... And then the crystal sort of heals him, and he it doesn't. He's like rebounding from like they'd have been through that door. Tommy's like a hero, but I mean, he doesn't do anything else. He's there to guard the door at the end of the day. Yeah, but he also like even with his lack of because he said like he could re, he could do stuff, but he didn't have the knowledge. But he knew enough to be like, I have to go talk to this person. I'm gonna have to go and like. He helped guide them to that place of, like, his innocence in the same way that Thingy was protected by, I can't remember what Yates was protected by, they said. Generosity? Um, I think it was his generosity that that protected him. It's Tommy's sort of innocence that has protected him from all this. Yeah, no, yeah, I see that now, yeah. We well, we better have a think about the Doscars next. I know who's up for up for what award? Uh, should we do a bit of chanting before we go? No, or... <laughs> no, no. Um, bye, Mark. Um, um. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter um. and Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> at two watch who? Um, and thank you to all our supporters. I'm ignoring you. And thank you to all our supporters um, for buying me a coffee. Um. 
<laughs> Mark of yes. Two in his chanting. Mark, yeah. you hate chanting. Why are you chanting? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought I'd give it a try while we're in the meditation room. Why not? Why not? Um, um, okay, yes, and you, you can... Uh, what what Sarah said, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks for the Duskers, yes. We get our terminations ready. Yeah. Okay, see you then. Bye. 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 Two watch poo.